today on DOOMED! Well, that was quite the Democratic debate. Bernie Sanders, Amy Klobuchar, Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg, and making his debut on the stage, Michael Bloomberg, in an all-out brawl. That's right, I'm cutting a wrestling promo, folks. Because that's basically what happened today, and you know what? I loved every minute of it. This is what I've been calling for since the very beginning of these debates. The moderators needed to let the candidates go at it. Let me pull myself up on the feed here. We are live now on the show. One second. What's up, everybody? Welcome to tonight's live episode of Doomed. Uh, We are discussing the Nevada Democratic debate, which was just live on CNN, uh, not CNN, this one was on MSNBC. It ended about, what, uh, about 45 minutes ago. And this was the debate that I've been basically begging for, for the past, jeez. How long have we been doing these debates? When was the first one? Like, last summer? The moderators, thankfully, finally let the candidates go at it. All these other debates, I feel like it was, it was becoming so repetitive. Every post-debate show I've done. It's been like, and I, I will say the one I did not see, uh, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I did not see the last one in New Hampshire because I was doing the live uh, Michael Brooks show in Brooklyn that night. Uh, so I don't know from the clips if this was what the moderators let them do then. But tonight really was, even from the clips I've seen in New Hampshire, really an all-out uh, brawl between the candidates. And it's which is necessary. The idea that we don't let these guys respond to each other is just pointless. What's the point of a debate when we're just going, okay, now you talk for two minutes. Okay, now you get a minute to respond. Okay, stop. Let's move on to the next part. No, this is how it should be, honestly. And I think you got to see tonight uh, who is uh, basically where everyone thinks they are. Uh, let's start with what I think was the most, uh, clearly, the most eye-opening moment of the night. And that was the last question. The candidates were asked if no one shows up at the Democratic uh, convention at the end of the primaries, should the and, and no one has the majority, de- no one has hits that majority of delegates. Should the person with the most delegates, meaning the person who wins the popular vote, outright win the nomination? And every candidate except for Bernie Sanders said no, they should go through the process where you know uh, other candidates could combine superdelegates, uh, could combine delegates, and superdelegates can then jump in and throw in their vote to sway how, who the nominee is. Only Bernie Sanders said the popular vote should be the winner of the popular vote should be the nominee. That's this 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 is what that says. A everyone tonight just admitted that Bernie Sanders is going to win the primaries. It, that's what that was. Every single candidate, Warren, Bloomberg, Buttigieg, Biden, Klobuchar, that was on the record, them saying, Bernie's going to win. The th- thought process here is that they're all going to stick in 
stay in and the vote totals are continued to be uh, broken up in the way they are right now. That's, you know, that's a, uh, to steal a line from Judge. that's a high, high hope. Because what you're going to see, I think, now I don't know if it's going to mean that he gets the majority of delegates that he's going to need. But what you're going to see is as Bernie Sanders continues to rack up wins, people are going to flee other candidates. It's that simple. People who are undecided, why are they undecided? Because they don't have a strong feeling for any of the candidates. You know what's going to help them pick a candidate? They're going to want to back a winner. That's how these things work. So I think uh, supporters of Bernie Sanders need to basically uh, buckle, buckle in here and get ready for a, a wild ride. Uh, perhaps uh, if it's becoming clear that he's going to win the primaries but not hit the uh, number of delegates needed to outright win the nomination – uh, start saving up your money for the plane tickets to the DNC, the Democratic National Convention this year. So that was an eye-opening moment. Um, <coughs> let me now, uh, let's talk about, uh, let's, let's get this out of the way. Not because I want to get out of the way, because I think it's, it's uh, I, I actually think this is a, was an important part of the night. And when I say out of the way is I think it should be talked about up front, but that, that last question really stay, stuck in my mind, so I wanted to talk about that first. Let's talk about uh, Michael Bloomberg. Uh, if you've been watch, following me on Twitter, at Matt Bender, you know I've been stripping out these videos I've been researching showing Michael Bloomberg's terrible, horrible history. I am a lifelong New Yorker, born and raised in Queens, New York. I grew up under the Michael Bloomberg regime. Uh, I know people whose lives were truly affected by stop and frisk, by uh, Muslim surveillance, by the way Michael Bloomberg treated, and these are his own words, the NYPD as his own personal army. Uh, there was a real sort of police state, really, under the Michael Bloomberg terms, especially that last term. And he is a guy who has so far in his life been able to run as a Republican or run as an independent and get away with his history because he have he you know he hasn't really had to face the scrutiny that he faced tonight. So I've been putting out these videos and I've been putting out these videos. Uh, I first want to thank good old uh, uh, doomed guest, former doomed guest. He's going to be back on the show soon, I hope. Uh, Benjamin Dixon. Uh, great show with the Benjamin Dixon show. I've been a fan of his for a very long time. Uh, I remember Ben coming up on YouTube uh, during the when I was at the Majority Report. Uh, I've been he's been on my radar for a long time, and I want to thank Ben Dixon because I've been collecting these Bloomberg clips honestly uh, since he pretty much confirmed he was gonna 
jump into the race. Uh, but, you know, I, I did. I, we wanted to do research. I wanted to find out more. I didn't want to just throw these clips out there. These clips had to, to me, have a news peg to make them relevant. And Ben Dixon found that uh, he was the first to find that uh, audio that Michael Bloomberg didn't want to didn't want released from his 2015 Aspen Institute uh, interview uh, about his his really how he views young black and Latino men in New York City, uh, pro- probably how he views them generally, <laughs> to be honest, uh, how he felt that you could pretty much Xerox their description, hand them out to the police force, hand those uh, sheets out to the police force. And basically throw up uh, each one of them against the wall and frisk them. So Ben found that, put it out there, and I was, uh, I feel like a lot of people felt that, okay, Bloomberg is now rising in the polls. He's, Biden's dropping, and there's a percentage of his supporters who are jumping to Bloomberg. Uh, there were polls when Ben Dixon found that clip that showed uh, Bloomberg actually gaining with uh, the black Democratic base. And so Ben Dixon releases that audio. And I feel like a lot of people were like, okay, now's the time. So I have this archive of clips. I'm still honestly going through them. Some of them are clips I've collected throughout the years. I've been covering Bloomberg since, geez, at least 2010. Uh, I started working at the Majority Port <coughs> in 2011. When, and that was a, a video, an audio show. So that's when I actually started collecting these clips. So I have, you know, people are like, oh, you, how are you getting these clips? Where are you getting them from? Some of these clips I don't think are online anymore, to be quite honest with you. I think I, and maybe someone who doesn't even realize they have them probably somewhere, I might be one of the few, if not only people who have some of the clips I, I, I have. Uh, and I haven't released uh, a lot of them still. <laughs> I... I, I think these are important clips to show Michael Bloomberg's history. Um, Personally, and this is me personally, if it came down to it, I think there's an argument, you know, that you could begrudgingly vote if you're a Democrat for most of the candidates who are on that stage. Uh, They all have records that should be scrutinized. They all have bad, uh, bad history. But in some ways... Each one of them, I think you'd look at and say on certain issues, over the years, it's become clear that they have changed. Bloomberg is not that. Honestly, and this is coming from someone who clearly supports Bernie Sanders, and I've criticized all the candidates, Bernie Sanders as well, but I've especially, obviously, criticized candidates who don't reflect my values and views. I've criticized Biden. I've criticized Buttigieg. I've criticized Klobuchar. I've even criticized Warren where I think she's uh, fallen. I think there's a case to be made where I can see myself, if it absolutely came down to it, you know, just like I did for Hillary in 2016 because she was the better of, in my view, to be quite honest with you, and I think it's, if you lay it all out there, it's the truth, <laughs> She was the better candidate compared to Trump. I mean, it's just undeniable to me. I think that case could be made for every single candidate. Uh, I don't know if you could argue that about Bloomberg. He is, in many ways, just as bad as Trump. There are a few areas where, obviously, he is actually not as bad as Trump. 
climate change for one. Um, immigration, although I have clips of him being very bad in immigration and his immigration stance is basically we need to let immigrants uh, into the country and stay in the country because the really smart ones, we don't want going home and bringing the technology or, or business that they founded over there. We want to keep their money here. I mean, from a moral and humane perspective, to me, that should be the main reason for caring about immigrants uh, and not deporting them from the country and letting them stay here. Uh, that's the main issue for me. But still, even compared to Trump, obviously, that's him being better than Trump on that issue. But then there's the question of, do you really want to throw it all away? Because voting for Bloomberg would do that. Um, if it came down to Bloomberg versus Trump, we're basically saying that our system is made for the very rich and wealthy. And that you can buy your way in and take over. And people will be forced to pick one of you. And it would practically open the doors to basically say that, you know, if you're a Biden supporter, if you're a Klobuchar supporter, if you're a Warren supporter, if you're a Buttigieg supporter, that, hey, those people, uh, they might even be closed out from now on. Because what's to stop the Jeff Bezoses, the Bill Gates? What's to stop the Mark Zuckerbergs? What's to stop them from going, hey, we can do this too? That's all we needed to do? You know, I was afraid my public perception would be bad and I would hurt my company. Bloomberg just proved that's not the case. We would be in a really bad, bad way. And also, it would be really bad for Democrats to, even though he's better on some issues, it would be really bad for Democrats to vote for someone who is just as bad on a history on their history with women. Sexual harassment claims with his company, uh, 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 misogynistic and sexist statements from the candidate himself. Um, a history of wanting to cut services uh, meant for the elderly and the poorest of the poor, people who live in poverty, for working class families. I mean, it would really be a slap in the face to everything that the Democrats claim they fight for. It would basically be a slap in the face to every argument they made to prove they're the anti-Trump. And I know what's going to happen after this debate performance. Let's get to that. Oh, uh, let, me, let me actually say, so these clips, uh, I will be releasing more. Um, this has taken a lot of my time, so please, if you could support this show, you're also supporting every endeavor I do. Patreon.com slash MattBinder. You can give whatever you want. My minimum tier is $5 that gets you the bonus podcast and all the other bonuses that I have prepared and anything coming forward and coming up. But if you can't afford to give that much, perfectly fine. Patreon.com slash MattBinder. Give what you can give. If you can't afford to give anything, also totally get it. Please, if you can't afford to give money to me, don't do it. But you could help in other ways. Spread the word about what I'm doing. Tell people about this podcast, youtube.com slash MattBinder for the live stream, doomspod.com for the audio version of the show that goes up immediately after the live stream every episode. Also, tell people to follow me on Twitter, at MattBinder. Tell them to follow me on Facebook. Just search MattBinder in the Facebook search bar. Follow me on Instagram. I'm not really active there because I don't really pay much, uh, I haven't really built up a following on Instagram, but if there's a following there, I'll be more active there, at MattBinder there. Um, 
<coughs> so, you know, thank you for your support for all the Patreon subscribers who already helped me out. Uh, I will name them shortly. But let's get back to Mike Bloomberg. So, Mike Bloomberg did atrocious at tonight's debate. All credit to, and these are the people who really, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, they were relentless on Bloomberg all night, the both of them. They really did a great job. Klobuchar and Biden also had some great assists in going after Bloomberg. Pete Buttigieg did not, he actually, there was a moment where all four of them, Klobuchar, Biden, Bernie and Warren were, were knocking Bloomberg. They realized the threat he poses, not just to their campaigns, but I think all in all, a lot of them don't like how he got on the stage. And they were all working in tandem right at the beginning of the debate to criticize him. And then Buttigieg ruined that anti-Bloomberg solidarity. Just He, he went after uh, uh, Bernie, went after Klobuchar. I don't think he even really touched by uh, Bloomberg tonight, Buttigieg. But Bloomberg did horrible, terrible. And this is my read on this, what I was alluding to before, but let me get to it more fully now. I tweeted this out as well. Bloomberg throughout his career, now I've poured over his mayoral debates, and I'm talking about his first one in 2001 against Mark Green when he was a Republican. He, I'm telling, he was a Republican in that debate. And in his term there, uh, when he when he won the mayoral uh, election that year, and then in his uh, uh, later terms, in uh, the third term that he had, he was an independent. But again, both times he was able to avoid scrutiny, because in a general election debate, which is what those were, he's able to defend his terrible policies and his terrible positions. I have. Him defending in his debate with Mark Green in 2001, again as Bloomberg the Republican, defending his comment that said any rape allegations would require a third party witness to be taken seriously. He was able to defend that. He was also able to defend his prior uh, views on how domestic abuse should be categorized in the eyes of the law. And that's because in that general election debate, he's speaking to the broad electorate. He's speaking to Republicans. He's speaking to Democrats. He's speaking to independents. He's never had to face the scrutiny of a modern-day Democratic base. He was up there for the majority of this debate looking like a lost puppy. Because he did not know how to interject when there was openings. He did not know how to defend himself when he was being attacked. And that's because he has been able to get by saying, I defend stop and frisk. I defend Muslim surveillance. I defend my right-wing leaning views on social issues when it comes to women. When it comes to trans rights. Even though Bloomberg was all in for same-sex marriage early on, that's great. That's a fairly uh, broad uh, uh, position in New York City. You don't get kudos for being for same-sex marriage in New York City early on. 
So here he was, having to defend the sexual harassment claims, the sexual, the sexist and misogynistic remark claims, uh, and he couldn't do it. He was up there dropping lines that would work maybe in a Republican debate, maybe, maybe, maybe in an old general election debate about how the president is a manager and we need someone with managerial experience. That does not play in a democratic debate. I mean, it's, it was, it was, he was out of his element. And he tanked. He did horrible. There's no one who will say tonight that Bloomberg won that debate or even did passable. But what you're going to see is he's got money still. He's a billionaire, a multi-billionaire, one of the richest people in the world. He's going to up those TV ads. And the question I posed online, when everyone was saying, wow, Bloomberg's getting destroyed, I said it too, but then I posed this question. How many people will watch tonight's debate? How much news coverage will tonight's debate get compared to the massive TV campaign ad buys Bloomberg is doing? Because it's very possible that Bloomberg will be able to overshadow his overshadow his bad debate performance. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> with TV ads, he can just push out all the coverage by just flooding the markets with television advertisements showing him and Obama as best buddies. We'll see what happens. It's, it's, again, this is, we're in new, we're in a new world here, folks. I don't think people really get it. I, I, there's a reason why I'm taking time to research Bloomberg more so than any other candidate to find these old clips. There is a, a, we're basically in uncharted territory. Even Donald Trump didn't do this. You have to understand, Donald Trump, he basically took over the Republican Party by just saying racist and sexist and horrific anti-immigrant xenophobic remarks. And the Republican base took off their masks and started hooting and hollering saying, we love this, this is us. He didn't need to spend his massive amounts of money. It certainly helped him take off, but he did not spend anywhere near as much as Bloomberg is is doing right now. And then there was a point where I think Trump was barely even putting any of his own money, if at all, any of his money into it. Because he realized he got the, the Republican base behind him. Trump basically came in, took a tiny shortcut by being rich and famous, but took over the Republican Party Fair and square, pretty much. When it comes to just garnering the support of these people, of, of these people naturally, through what he was saying and his positions. Bloomberg is uncharted territory. Here's a guy who is literally just blanketing the media with pro-Bloomberg advertisements to the point where he shot up to second place in the polls with never having garnered a single vote, with not having a single delegate, with never before tonight participating in a single debate, 
I mean, his campaign had the audacity, the nerve to come into tonight's debate with the strategy that this race is down to Bloomberg, Bernie, and Trump. And if Klobuchar and Buttigieg and Biden and Warren and Steyer and any other person in this still in this race wants to make sure Bernie or Trump doesn't win, then they need to get out of the way, drop out, so their supporters will vote for Bloomberg. The arrogance in not having a single vote or delegate when some of the people you're telling to drop out do. And I've been participating in this process for a year is off the charts. The arrogance to assume that all those voters who are for those candidates would just come to his campaign, save me, Michael Bloomberg, you're my only hope. Ludicrous. The polling even shows that is just crazy thinking. In fact, the NBC poll that just came out showed that in a one-on-one race, Bernie Bloomberg in the Democratic primaries, Bernie wins by, I think it was 20 points. He's not going to go away because of a bad debate performance. We'll see the polls. Maybe people have really tuned in because of how this primary is going, and he'll drop. He'll take a hit. But until he drops out, that money's not going away. And he's always going to be a second choice to bleed delegates from other candidates. So until he says, I'm out of this, I'm telling you, Bloomberg is a threat. Do not take him lightly. He's the only candidate on on that stage who can get away with bad performances because he's got the money to make it all go away. Please. And I'm saying this after, you know, I was talking to people uh, who, you know, uh, in private messages and private chats who I've been talking to throughout this whole process about, you know, uh, people I've made friends with over the years working in politics about what their thoughts on that. And I was like, you know, I feel like I don't want to downplay this, but Bloomberg's doing terribly. You know, I feel that too, but I'm saying better to be safe than sorry if you don't want Bloomberg to win. Take him as seriously as he's taking his his billions, <laughs> pretty much. <coughs> um, so let's get to this, because I think this is important. Warren had a great night, in that first half especially. If you were to ask me who won the debate, I would, I would say it's hard to say who won the debate. I say Warren won the first hour. I think Bernie won the second hour. Uh, I think Klobuchar had some okay moments and then she had some really bad moments. I think Biden just got lost in the shuffle. Uh, like he usually does in these debates, which he cannot afford to do. So bad for Biden. I think Buttigieg completely overplayed his hand. I think he went after, uh, Amy with some really sexist tropes I think he went after Bernie with some ageist remarks and I think we've already seen that those things do not play on stage 
People want to see them go at it on policy, on disagreements. They don't want to see the sniping on attributes that these candidates literally cannot help. Uh, I think... I think Buttigieg came off very bad tonight. I think he thought he was coming in from a place of confidence, and I think it came across just not not likable. Um, I think Bloomberg obviously had the worst night. I don't think he was good on anything. I think he had a slightly positive moment when they were talking climate because he at least believes in climate change. And he has does have some... Uh, strong beliefs on taking it uh, on on on, cl- on climate being a serious issue, although as he said, he doesn't want to take any of the important and drastic steps to actually deal with it. Um, what time is it? How long have we got here? I want to open up. Uh, if anyone wants to call in, doomed live, doomed live on Skype. I'll take one or two calls. This is only about tonight's debate. Really short. Maybe no one calls. That's fine. Uh, I should have uh, mentioned the uh, the calls at the beginning of the episode. I didn't because I forgot. But uh, doomed live <coughs> on Skype. Only questions about tonight's debate. Only comments about tonight's debate. We'll take a few calls. Um, I think Warren came out of the gate swinging. Her attack on Bloomberg about his sexist comments at the very top and the harassment at the very top were great. And it was the perfect follow-up for Bernie's, from Bernie's uh, opening remarks because they both attacked Bloomberg, Bernie from the policy perspective, Warren from Bloomberg's personality, from his person, from his history. It was, it was a great one-two punch. And then Klobuchar joined in. Biden joined in. It was it was a great moment. And I think uh, Warren also had an extremely strong moment with the NDAs. Basically, not getting letting Bloomberg get by on skating skate by on avoiding the fact that he won't release the women who signed NDAs, who claimed they were sexually harassed. <coughs> Um, uh, speak out. He won't drop those NDAs. Warren pushed him on it and pushed him on it and he said in front of the whole world that he wouldn't let those NDAs drop. Uh, fantastic moment. What Warren consistently does that I've, I've criticized her over and over and over again. She can't help herself with the wonkery and it kills her every time. And it honestly makes me, you know, for a long time I said she's my easy second choice. And you know what? Even though um, this her, her as a presidential candidate has really made me very disappointed in her in many ways, she's still my st- strong second choice. Uh, if for any reason Bernie Sanders suddenly lost or dropped out or whatever. But she thinks she has to be a wonk and explain these policy positions and it consistently comes off as her not defending the bold plans 
because basically her policy positions and the wonkery is a step back from defending the bold plans because she tries to pull back from pushing for the bolder version of those plans. And she did that incessantly in that second half of the debate. And when she does it, it really makes me disappointed in her because I know that Senator Warren is better on those issues than presidential candidate Warren. It really it gets at me because I've followed Elizabeth Warren for, for years. I attended a New York City event for her when I was working for the Majority Report when she wasn't a senator, when she was going up against Scott Brown to become senator. And when she does these things, I don't know what she's thinking. And it has really... You know, it agitates me because, as you can tell, you know, usually you're most disappointed and you get angry at, angry at the, mo- the most when you, you know, you, you like someone and you, you want them to do well. I wish this race was a Bernie Warren competition, but it's not going to be. No matter how well Warren did tonight, barring some extreme circumstance, which is enough for her to stay in the race for now, to be honest, at least to see how you do... In Nevada, in South Carolina, and depending on how you do there, maybe Super Tuesday. I get it so far. But barring some sort of miraculous comeback, the likes of which we've never seen in history before, Warren is not in a winning position. It pains me to say so. I, you know, you'll, I'm sure Bernie supporters who listen to my show, as a fellow Bernie supporter, will be saying I can't like you know how can you you know I don't like her anymore because of the the Bernie said a woman couldn't be president comments because of various other things. Listen, listen to the archives of this podcast, doomitpod.com. I've been through it all before. I've criticized her and all that before. Strong pointed criticism on those things. She's still better than the other candidates minus Bernie Sanders. And that's why it's so disappointing to me. Because this could have been a Bernie Warren race. And truthfully, she has no one to blame but herself for dropping in the polls. Because there's a direct correlation between her dropping in the polls and when she decided to pull back from her broader policy, from her bolder, excuse me, her bolder policy positions on issues like healthcare and Medicare for all. Because Judge pushed her for the details and she had to let the inner wonk in her take over. I mean, I don't know what else to say. That's what happened there. Uh, it's, it's disappointing. Truly, it's disappointing. Warren's, Senator Warren would have been better on that, I think, than presidential candidate Warren. Oh yeah, I forgot. You give super chats. Uh, don't forget them super chats. If you're watching the live stream now, you could just leave a comment, drop your one-off donation. I really appreciate it. Um, geez, we might not even have time for calls. My bad for not putting it out there earlier. Well, let me get to those super chat comments now. Renee, with a super chat comment. All Dudley do-rights are base. I don't know what he's saying there. Sorry, Renee. 
Uh, Hot Mustard Gas with the super chat. Thank you, Hot Mustard Gas. Bloomberg got wrecked by everyone. The moderators are still trash, but at least Bloomberg got what he had coming. I'm a Bernie guy, but Warren killed. Yes, Warren was superb going up against Bloomberg. And the reason why uh, Bernie won that second half is because Bernie came out, just like how Warren came out strong that first half, Warren got bogged down by the wonkery in that second half. Bernie then took over and came out strong. The most... The, the personal moment for me, and I think the Warren moments were great, but the, personally for me, the greatest moment of that debate tonight was when Bloomberg said that he earned his billions, and that's why he deserved his money. And he said that in reference to how letting workers have a place in the boardroom would be a disaster. And Bernie came back with, to me, the moment of tonight's debate. Where you think you earn those billions, you don't think that your workers are the ones who worked hard for that money that you now have, and you don't want to give them a seat at the table. You don't want to give them a incentive by letting them own a portion of the company so they see direct monetary benefit for when they do work that makes the company financially do better. I mean, to me, that was the moment. That is the moment that encapsulate that en- encapsulates everything that this is about. The, this was a class warfare debate. Even you know, you have to understand. Even Warren's NDA uh, uh, critiques, her, her NDA comments on Bloomberg, it was about sexual harassment. And Bloomberg's sexist history. But it was a class warfare debate. Because (coughs) Bloomberg has the power to silence those women, pay them off, force them to sign these NDAs. I believe Bernie or Warren even mentioned this. There is a power dynamic about the money Bloomberg has. About the money Donald Trump has. And that's what tonight was all about. It was also pretty incredible to watch Amy Klobuchar continue to just hate Pete Buttigieg. My God. I don't know if there's anyone on that stage who dislikes another person on that stage more than Amy Klobuchar dislikes Pete Buttigieg. It is truthfully a sight to behold. I mean, I don't recall seeing anything like that. Between any of the other candidates, it's just, oh, and then, oh, and then Buttigieg hitting on her, hitting her on her vote for English. I didn't even know about that one. I mean, I might have come across it in passing because the the bill sounds familiar and I if, I believe she's the only one who voted for it. So I don't know who else I would have come across that for. But, my God, were those two going at it. 
They hate each other. I mean, and they're basically fighting for the same the same group of voters. It was just wow. What a what a night with that those with with all of them really. This was I hope the next debates are like this. They 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 need to be. We don't got time to waste on bullshit as we get this close to the major primaries. Um <coughs> Excuse me. Let's see. Um let me let me I want to do this now. I don't want I don't want to forget it or I don't want to leave it to the end because these people mean a lot to me. Patreon.com slash Matt Binder. If you can support the show, uh, become a patron today at Patreon.com slash Matt Binder. Um, you not only support this show, you support all my endeavors, Bloomberg Clips included, anything else I've got planned coming up. I want to do more short, standalone, two, three, four minute uh, YouTube clips. I'm planning on doing more. Got some news to break too that I'm gonna break exclusively for this show, or, or you know via the YouTube video uh, that I've been working on involving the primaries. Um, these are the people who make it all happen, and you could join these people at Patreon.com/slash/MattBender. These are my patrons. Thank you all. You make this show possible. Abigail T, Adam Q, Alan B, Adam H. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Adam Q, Alan B, Amanda H, Andrew C, Andrew H, Angela, R-E-R, Ben, Benji, Bobby M, Brosnan, Champagne Kami, Chris F, Christine H, Colin R, Connor R, Cracker Barrel, Cyber Snowstorm, Cynthia J, Dan K, Dan M, Dank Uger, Dave K, David Z, Doug H, Dragon Slayer, Eugene B, Froz K, FTW All Day, George A, Greg D, Grim L, Ian Curtis J, Igor D, Jack D, Jameson Test, Janelle A, Jasmine H, Jeremy M, John B, John S, Jonathan B, Jonathan L, Joseph R, Joyce M, Justin S, Katie S, Kaushal, Laputin Machine, Lisa D, Mariah, Mark S, Matt Z, Max W, User Me, Melissa M, Mitch V, Michael B, Michael J, Michael M, Mr. Danks, Nicole A, Nam Danette, Null Style, Odef, Penelope D, Kuster, Rad Dad Redemption, Ryan, Scott R, Sean H, Stephen R, Stephen S, Steve A, Struggle Session, TM, Tamni G, Terrence R, Thaddeus A, This Is Not Pizza, Tina M, Todd K, Tom M, Why That Thai Guy, Utopian, Zachary K, and last but certainly not least, 
Zoe G. Thank you guys so much. So let me read some comments here. Um, I think I hit the major parts of the bait. I have some more notes I guess we could get to if there's time. But I'd rather read some comments here. Um, you know what? Let's, let's give the next, the rest of this show actually to patrons. Patreon.com slash Matt Binder. Uh, folks, I will be live following the Nevada caucus as the results start to come in. Not as they start to come in, actually. As the results start to uh, show a result that appears to be the final result. It's different from the caucus. If you guys remember, when I went live and did the special post-Iowa caucus show, uh, the show was basically about all the shit that happened that made the results not come out that night. Stark difference from the New Hampshire show I did, post-New Hampshire primary show I did, where we were able to discuss the results and what they meant. I'm hoping it's more like the New Hampshire show than the Iowa show on Saturday night. We will see. Follow me at Matt Binder uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Follow me at Matt Binder on Facebook. Search in the, the bar in the Facebook search bar. Subscribe to youtube.com slash Matt Binder for the YouTube channel. Doomedpod.com for the audio podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, on Google Play, wherever you listen to the podcasts. Leave a review on iTunes. Tell all your friends about the show. Tell your favorite podcasters and YouTubers that you want to see me on their show and them on my show. Be happy to have anyone on this show. Right-wingers, my fellow leftists, everyone in between. Um, I've been doing a lot of extra content for you guys. I'm planning on more. You're going to really want to stay tuned for the Bloomberg clips I have. Uh, I'll be posting them on Twitter, breaking them on Twitter. Also, I'm going to Post them all here on the YouTube channel and create an archive for you all to search easily. I think YouTube is the best place for it because you can create a playlist. Um, I got some more coverage. I'm telling you guys, I got a good story coming up on all this that I haven't seen anyone else cover. Uh, Patreon.com slash Matt Binder. Once again, YouTube.com slash Matt Binder. Subscribe to the channel there. Um, I think I've repeated myself, but you know. You gotta repeat yourself. Look, it works for Bloomberg with his TV ads, you know? <laughs> See you guys Saturday night in the Post Nevada Caucus live stream show I'll do. Uh, live stream watchers and patient subscribers, stick around. I'm gonna read some comments for the patron only show. Everyone else, see you all next time on Doomed.